I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we find the connection between an award-winning 1950s Japanese film and the desert landscapes of Rajasthan, home to the storytelling tradition of kavar and the lessons they hold for us. In 1950, a Japanese psychological thriller crime film was released, directed and written by Akira Kurosawa. The film depicts the rape of a woman and the murder of her samurai husband through widely differing accounts of four witnesses. These included the bandit rapist, the wife, the dead man speaking through a medium, and the woodcutter. The 1950s though was an inward-looking time in the West, and Japanese films were not considered as serious cinema. This was the first Japanese film to receive a significant international reception. It won the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival in 1951, was given an Academy Honorary Award at the 24th Academy Awards in 1952, and is considered one of the greatest films ever made. But this was not the only contribution the film made to world cinema, and more broadly to storytelling. The narrative devices employed in the film gave name to a writing method, which has since then been widely employed across the world. A similar narrative style, meanwhile, developed elsewhere. Over 6000 kilometers away from the islands of Japan in the Indian state of Rajasthan it has two distinct regions the lush green densely populated tracts of the southeast which include Udaipur Chittor Bassi Kota and Bundi the northwestern desert sands include Jaisalmer Jodhpur and Bikaner the topographical difference is created by the Aravalli hills but it has cultural implications too the fertile southeast or mewar is well known for its arts and crafts whereas the arid northwest marwad is known for performers musicians puppeteers and other myriad storytellers one such storytelling tradition is kavad this comes from the word kivad meaning the door it also means that what is carried on the shoulder so essentially a door is carried on one's shoulder if you drive on the route from chittor to kota of the main road lies the village of passi In the village you will find yourself in Nalla Bazaar a small street that begins with the shrine of Bhairoji a local deity on both sides of the street you will see houses with workshops where men are carving wood sanding wood panels or painting their wares this is the Suthar Basti home of the carpenter painters of the kavad and other wooden objects the suthars believe themselves to be the progeny of vishwakarma and attribute their relative poverty to this according to their lore Vishwakarma is the chief architect of the universe and the supreme patron of the arts. He had 5 sons born from his body, one of them being Maya, who fathered the carpenter community. At first, Vishwakarma made the universe, and then he recreated a golden lanka because the original burnt down. He also built Dwarka Puri for Lord Krishna after it was submerged and destroyed. So pleased were the gods with Vishwakarma's restoration of Dwarka Puri that to reward him while he was still on his way home, They sent ahead gifts of diamonds and emeralds as well as a cow. 
So how did Vishwakarma become poor then? As the gifts arrived at Vishwakarma's doorstep, his wife would not let them in or accept the gifts in the absence of her husband. A banya merchant's wife in the neighborhood observed this and invited the gift bearers to her home and accepted the gifts meant for Vishwakarma. This is how the Sudhars believe they lost their wealth to the merchant class. But what they lost in material wealth, they gained in the art of storytelling. The traditional coward is conceptually based on a Hindu temple. Like a temple, the coward too has an entrance with guardians and an inner shrine known as Ram Mandir or Thakur Mandir, which can be accessed by turning the hinged panels. The panels fold into each other and the ones closest to the central shrine are held in place by wooden pegs acting as hinges. The painted panels appear to surround the traveller. The base gives a sense of the plinth of the temple. The panels simulate the grand entrance to the temple with seated lions or guardians on the outer doors. Such a design lends itself to portability as it can be compressed into a compact box while travelling. Hence the name covered the door that is carried on the shoulders. But why create a portable temple? Rajasthan's vast tracts of unyielding desert terrain provide some explanation. The sandy terrain would have been the sandy terrain would have made it difficult to build temples. But there is yet another reason, which surfaces in almost every aspect of Indian culture and tradition. Caste. The strong hierarchical and feudal system of caste would have excluded many from the temples that did get built. The coward would have facilitated access to the divine through the opportunity of personal worship. If one looks at cowards which have survived through time, bhakti sons like Mirabai, Kabir, Raidas and Narsi are to be found. The growth of the bhakti movement between the 12th and the 17th centuries may have helped the propagation of the coward tradition. The period was marked by storytelling traditions which protested against the prevailing social order that restricted access to the gods and places of worship. The coward tradition is about 400 years old. And while the Sudhars of Mewad make the cowards, they are not the ones who recite them. The storytellers are Kavadiya Bhats from the Marwad region who perform Kavad Banchna or recitation. But who do they recite it to? The Kavadiyas have their hereditary patrons. They would typically bring the cowards to the patron's home once a year and perform a ritualistic recitation. He begins by brushing the coward with the peacock feather to ward off evil, sacralize the object for the recitation and enable entry to a sacred space. It is a brief ritual that concludes with the lighting of an agarbatti. A typical recitation includes a rendition of known stories and genealogies of the patron through verse and prose. The Kavadiya also praises the devotion and magnanimity of his patron. Patrons may pay and commission images of themselves to be painted on the shrine alongside gods, sons and local heroes depicted on the cover. In this way, the patrons may finally enter a space into which they were denied access. This operates at two levels. The first is spatial. The entry of the coward as a form of the temple in the patron's home cleanses and purifies their personal space. The second is temporal. The personalization of coward, such that the patron is included in the paneled walls, allows them to become a part of the sacredness. On average, a Kavadiya would have between 200 to 500 patrons. Just like family wealth, a Kavadiya divides his patrons among his children. But 
given that different patrons will have different family structures and different origin stories of their clans. Does the Kavadiya have a unique Kavad for each patron? The 1950 Japanese film which won international acclaim was known as Rashomon. The storytelling technique named after it is known as the Rashomon effect, in which an event is given contradictory interpretations or descriptions by the individuals involved, thereby providing different perspectives and points of view of the same incident. Much like the Rashomon effect, the Kavadiya takes a single coward to all his patrons. He uses the same coward to decide the genealogies and will point at the same images, assigning different names to them. The same story on the coward brings alive different realities. The coward tradition seems to derive its reality from the sand dunes of Marwar, ephemeral and ever-shifting. As we travel and make sense of the world we encounter, we must humbly accept that we are seeing all but a sliver of reality. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram.